1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
2: Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or Everybody's waiting to see what I'm going to say. Yeah! <laughs> 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 Throw <him> up, Eddie! <laughs> Throw <him> up! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Eddie G! I know too many people that do that for <laughs> real. I don't throw them up. I just, yeah. say I just make it fun for y'all. It's better on radio when nobody can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably safer for us. Yeah. Do you, do you get tired of all the Q, uh, the Q videos that I send? I think it's hilarious. Every time I see I, a Q dog video, I send it to you because now. I,
3: I had no idea. All I thought about was Zach Crockett because yeah. I remember well, Zach Crockett used to a do
2: Q. it. He's a Q, and
3: I, had, I just thought that was his touchdown celebration. So yeah. I had no idea the meaning behind it, and then I was like. Well, we're already too far down the road. <laughs> no, it's what people expect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. It's LaVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. No Brady Quinn will be back on the air coming up tomorrow. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates Same all across the country.
2: Eddie G will and, be back uh, tomorrow.
3: <laughs> we will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live, live! from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there in unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right. So (laughs) this... uh
2: (laughs) says leave it alone. Oh, uh, hey, Meg. Get 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 off the floor. Get back onto the microphone, yeah, listen, man. man just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just leave it alone. You just leave it alone. Yeah. You know? Oh, for certain.
3: Um, all right. So the Odell Beckham Jr. saga—that's <laughs> so horrible—is uh, is really, really bizarre at this point. So. Apparently he you know, he went on these visits with the Giants and the Bills, and then he shows up in Dallas to go on a visit for the Cowboys, and he's at a he's at a Mavs game, and it's this big production. And then all of a sudden, these reports starting to come out of Dallas, in which the Cowboys had some concerns about Odell Beckham's medical and that he wasn't going to be ready before the end of the regular season. And so these reports came out. Now, Micah Parsons, the Cowboys uh, also a representative of Stick City. Yep. Micah Parsons, uh, the Cowboys stud linebacker, he actually spoke yesterday about the the latest detail to come out in which it says that Odell Beckham may not be ready for another 5 weeks, which means no time in the regular season. Here was Micah
2: Parsons. He told me 5 weeks, he five. said, 5 weeks. So, I mean, and only a person, uh, I believe, no trainer, no doctor, no anybody in the league can tell a player how he feels. It's your body, um, you know, and that's just for anything, whether any part of your body hurt, no one could tell you how your your body's going to feel except for you, so, um that's what he said. I always believe in, or any other player. You know, if they push you to play, say no, my body hurts. Uh, I can't go, and that's you have to respect that.
3: So I I agree with him. You mm-hmm. got to respect where he's at, but at the same time, it doesn't mean they just have to sign him and say, well, we'll wait around for you. Like if he's not ready to go and he's not going to be ready. And I felt like this was the big part of the discussion that not a lot of people talked about. We spoke about it on the show and said, well, is he going to be healthy? Like that's. Yeah. And like everyone just wanted to do the, well, it's Odell Beckham. He would be great in Dallas or in Buffalo or New York and say, okay, but what are you getting? Like what Odell Beckham Jr. Are you getting? And now you're getting these, these other reports that come out that people are upset that the Cowboys leaked this publicly. And, and you've got like Clarence Hill, who's covered the Cowboys for 20 plus years. He's telling people, he's like, he's all stop with the BS. Stop with the drama. He goes, this like they have every right to have concerns about his medical and this stuff came out and everybody knew it. He didn't work out for the Bills. He didn't work out for the Giants. Everybody knew this. And this is a real concern that has been there. But people just kind of wanted to leave that on the side and focus only on the star power. And here we are. He hasn't made a decision on where he wants to sign yet. Who knows if there's even an offer on the table and who the hell knows if he's going to get a chance to play this year. Because according to Micah Parsons, he's not going to be ready for several weeks.
2: Uh, well, here's the thing, right? And and I get where Micah's coming from. I I would urge Micah to just be careful on, you know, things like that, on matters like that just, you know, because he's he's got so much great stuff going on. You know, people tend to target, you know, main guys um, when something doesn't go the right way and <clears throat> reference certain times and certain moments as, well, here's what he said, you know. Yeah. Right. If he has any type of like, you know, receipts. Yeah, it's like, it's like, all right, you know, if his hamstring is sore, if his ankle is sore, it's like, you remember when he said what he said about OBJ, stuff like that. Like, I would, I, I, but I also think he is correct. He's 100% correct. No one can tell a guy what his body is feeling and what he should or shouldn't do. That, that is, that is accurate. But I also look at it from your perspective and what you're saying as well is, Nobody has to tell Odell Beckham Jr. what his body feels like, but we also don't need to take a chance on signing you. Yeah. Right? We're not going to – again, here we go. It's the value proposition of the situation. Do we bring him in, pay him money, and hope that he can give us, you know, the, the type of a of, of production that makes our team better? or do we find do we look at it and say this has this doesn't have enough value for us to make that type of decision you got to weigh it out because if you're going to spend money i don't care if it's a minimum a minimum contract if you're going to spend money i remember and I, I i hate to do this to him cuz he's a good he's a good teammate he's a good dude in in life he's a dope dude but I remember when they signed Michael Barrow when I was in, and, and it was supposed to be me, Mike Barrow, and Jeremiah Trotter, and or, or excuse me, they were maybe replaced Trotter with with Mike Barrow. I wanted to, I don't know, I know Jesse Armstead came too, but Mike Barrow never played a game. I don't believe. I don't think he played one game for us, and it was because he couldn't get his hamstring. He couldn't get it to, you know, he couldn't get it right. It just never felt right. And it's like week in and week out, you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. It was after Trotter, by the way. And you're waiting for him to to get get healthy enough to play, and he could never make it to the field. And I believe he got a pretty doggone good contract um when they brought him in because he was a beast for the New York Giants. And and so it's like, I remember what that did, like waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm in the same room with him, and we're just we're waiting for him to be able to play, and it just never happened. And and so to me, that was o four o four Washington. There you go. Yeah. He just couldn't get on the field. How many games did he log? Uh, I didn't play any. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like kind of like did they did they say what his contract was? Ah, uh, I would have to look further into it, but yeah, but it's, it's like. Are you are you really going to be that person like you paid for a name is what you're doing if you bring in OBJ with all of the questions surrounding his health if he passes first of all he's got to pass the the physical and if he passes a physical what exactly does that even really mean i probably should have failed my physical that i took for the new york giants and the doctor said it like he's like you probably we, we under under the under the guidelines of what a failing a failing um you know physical is you should probably be failed and it's funny that he said that because the very thing that he said i probably should have failed on what ended up being the reason probably why my achilles tendon went like my knee my knees were were getting low on cartilage but it's like one of those things where it's like you know what if if he's in if he's rehabbing every day if he's strengthening his legs this that and the other he should we should get at least three four good years out of Levar and so they did the deal and sure enough me overcompensating because of where my my knees had gotten to in terms of the lack of health of them I blew my Achilles tendon I only made five games and they paid me they gave me a six year contract and it was a very nice contract. And, and that sucks, but the reality of it is is in this business, it's a production business, and you got to be able to play. And if they don't know if you can play, it doesn't matter if if – I'll tell you when it does matter in that moment in time of where they say he's cleared to play or he's not cleared to play. Somebody's going to put their, their self on the line by saying he's healthy enough for us to sign him. Like take those people into consideration yeah. as well, and guess what's going to happen to them if it doesn't work that out? Is I mean, there's always the possibility that they their their job situation could change. Fall guy, certainly it certainly would fall under the parameters of now they're on watch. Like now, now you've 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 put your credibility and 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 it, or can we trust your word? Can we trust your decision making? It's like. You make a mistake. Yes, bring him in. He's healthy enough. He's right. He's probably three to five weeks off from being where he needs to be. Go ahead and sign him. If if that doesn't work out, you gotta believe that they're not gonna ask you that again. They're not gonna trust you in those scenarios to make that decision. So there's more than just OBJ that's involved in this, is more than just Jerry Jones that's involved in this. There are other people that are connected to this that have to protect their interest as well. And there shouldn't be any problem with them doing so.
3: Brand wise, OBJ to Dallas is perfect. It it's is perfect. They're perfect for each other. But reality wise it probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Like if we're just being truthful about where Dallas is at, it probably doesn't make from a play standpoint a lot of sense for Odell Beckham Jr. and the Dallas Cowboys to come to terms right now with you know 5 games left in the regular season and a potential playoff run afterwards. It probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And the fact that he's still not ready and won't be ready for another 5 weeks bro, by the time he does get acclimated to the offense and he's ready to go, they could be out of the playoffs. Like The season could be over. That's why it always felt like a more reasonable expectation is going to the offseason. You're going to have many more suitors in the offseason who are going to be comfortable with wanting to sign Odell Beckham and give him a shot, as opposed to the three teams that he's willing to take a tour with. It just feels like a lot of this is PR. Now, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, the Cowboys' D-end, he was speaking with Clarence Hill, who we mentioned earlier, who has been covering the Cowboys for a long time, and I thought this was interesting because I think that's th- this is probably where some of the other guys are at, uh, who maybe aren't weren't fans of Odell Beckham Jr. coming up. But Demarcus Lawrence said this quote: "It's fair to say I'm trying to reach a Super Bowl. So if Odell can come in and help us with that, then yes, I'll accept him. If we're just going to do the circus, no, I don't. There you go. Like it's it's turned into a circus."
2: I Before mean, he's even got there,
3: and the, and the, you know he's passing out on planes. I mean, but it, it, it feels like it's a bit overwhelming for Odell Beckham Jr. as well too. You know, it feels like there's a lot going on here.
2: So and and he's never going to be fairly judged from here on out. Ever. To whom much is given, much is required. He's not going. He can't be an average player. He can't just I'm on the team and and I'm here. And th- he's always going to be looked at. In a way where you're waiting for OBJ to be a Hall of Famer, you're waiting for him to be an all pro, you're waiting for him to be a pro bowler, you're waiting for that. So everything and I always say, man, it's like everybody was waiting for me to do the LeVar leap every play. If I didn't do something spectacular in a game, it was a bus. It wasn't like it wasn't good enough. And and so sometimes like the things that get you the attention, get you to where you wanna be and being the brand that you become are it's amazing to feel what that feels like. But there's also a price to be paid that comes with that. And OBJ is is feeling the effects of that right now because if he was just a normal dude, you know, you're not you're not going through all of this that you're going through right now. You just go through the process, and if he's signable, he's signable. If he's not, he's not. You just go your separate ways. Yeah. It's just, it's a blessing it's, and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes it's, uh, it's difficult.
3: Two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, any first responder will tell you never try to beat a train. After braking, it could take a mile for a train to completely stop. So when you come to a rail crossing, stop because trains can. All right, it's so coming up next here from the tire studios. There's been a story in the NFL that's been underreported, but there is concern about one of the great talents in the league, whether he'll ever be the same again. We'll get the details on that coming up next here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com 2 pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com 2 pros.
1: Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on post reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on
3: FSR. So coming up in about 20 minutes from now, there's this story that's been running wild uh, in the world of football. And we may or may not touch on that story. So we'll get into that for you
2: in about 20 minutes from now from the Tyrac.com studios. you trolling. <laughs> just saying. It's Everybody out there. there listening, he's trolling right
3: now. <laughs> so, um, uh, all right, right now, let's turn it over to the man himself, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, what's happening? How are we feeling here on a Thursday?
4: Hey, I think congratulations
2: are in order, right? Yeah. 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 Thank you, sir. All Appreciate right. that, Appreciate big time. It.
4: Hey, do you get like a, I, I was wondering because like, um, it was telling me about like the ring. Like, do you get a jacket too? I'm assuming, right? Uh, yes, we
2: do. Yeah, we get a jacket. We'll get fit for it um, at a later date, but yeah, we do get. We we got a watch. We got a ring, and we'll get a jacket. You get a plaque as well. You
4: know, I, I always yeah. I always associate Levar with like because like Levar, you're around the same age I am, and yep. so. You know when i was a freshman at ohio state right before i went to school there do you guys remember the sports illustrated story on andy katzenmoyer
3: of course yeah of course right? I really do yeah. the basket
4: the, the basket weaving story so yeah. i'm going off to college and sports illustrated a big expose on like how crappy my school is <laughs> and uh so but i remember like that like issue was always like a big deal when it came out. When it was the newsstand, it sort of meant like football season was here, mm-hmm. and so like I always remember that 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 edition of it with Andy Katz somewhere on the front my yep. freshman year. Yep. And I think LaVar, you were on it the next year, right?
2: Oh, uh, what I think it was a little bit beyond that. Like I, I think Kat got it in ninety what ninety eight. Ninety eight. Was it ninety eight? So
4: you were ninety nine, right? I think you were on the cover of it on yeah ninety nine. 99. I, I was, yeah. I guess then, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Alike, yeah, right?
2: yeah. Yeah, it was ninety nine. It was not, I didn't. I didn't realize it was the year before. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. So it was Big Ten linebackers two years in a row. I sort of remember
2: well, that. Well, they head. had to redeem the Big Ten after the basket weaving story. You know what I mean? And put put a guy <laughs> on there that was, I had, you know, there was nothing about. Now I will say this though, mine was probably way more controversial on a whole nother level than what what uh, Andy Katzemoyers was though. Yep. You know, yep. they they called him basket weaving. I, I said that we wouldn't win a national championship because of the way our coach coached. So, uh, all right, so team. Oh, did you say that? Oh yeah. That. Hey, oh yeah.
3: Albert. So I'm looking. I'm looking at the cover here. This this brings back all sorts of memories. So this is so Levar's yeah. on the cover of Sports Illustrated It's '99, and in the caption says a Paterno Inferno. Levar Arrington fires up number one Penn State. There you go. And then it's got the the other portions of it are every team ranked one to one fourteen. Purdue's prodigy quarterback drew Brees, 10 players the pros want to know and uh the all century college team so uh so yeah there's oh a... yeah
4: no the, the, the quarterback now now if you remember that year so if ours on the cover of si i can remember this brady is the quarterback at michigan yep breeze is the quarterback at purdue yep. and i believe ron dane won the heisman,
2: well, ron dane right? won the heisman. <laughs> yeah he became the all-time lead rusher in the history of uh, the ncaa so yeah, How about Right, about he now?
4: broke and Ricky? And it was and it was Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams', Williams record. That's correct. Yeah, that's
2: right. correct. Yeah, damn, that is right. Look yeah. at that.
4: That's a see. Lavar played in the golden era of the Big Ten. Yeah, when I was in school there.
2: Yeah, I mean sounds, we were really good back is. then. You know, we were actually. I mean, there, we were the best conference. The Big Ten was the best yeah. conference in the 90s. That I mean, it was. It's just it's it. hard
4: to like. It's hard to and honestly like. With, like. All joking aside, it's, it's probably it's hard to explain to kids now what a big deal that was to be on the cover of SI like oh, that. Oh, God. Like, that was a huge, huge
2: deal. Yeah. Yeah. It
3: was a big deal. Because it was always the that, – that really yeah. was the beginning of football season.
2: That's, and that was the have, one that right. mattered.
3: Like, you remember Dr. Z? Was it Dr. Z was the guy who – Dr.
4: Z, the Super, the Super Bowl Yeah, pick. I remember yeah. that growing oh, yeah. up.
3: That was always – like. and I I remember growing up a Bears fan going, is this the year? Never once did he pick them to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Never one time. It was ridiculous.
4: I, I remember it would be off the wall sometimes, too. The one I remember from, from my childhood was – I can remember the year he picked the Browns to win the Super Bowl, right? And it was in 95, and Belichick was the coach, and they'd won like 11 games the year before. And, of course, that was the year they moved and fired <laughs> Belichick.
3: And like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the kiss of death. Uh, wow. Yeah, the yeah. franchise just got up and left. Uh, outward- Mike
2: Doss was in my class, by the way, A.B., so I'm sure you'll yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, Mike Doss that. is a badass. Yeah.
4: Super underrated yep. college player. You're yeah. an incredible
2: college player. Yeah, and uh, an overall, super awesome dude, man. Super dope dude.
3: So, Albert, let's keep yep. it with the uh, Big Ten because I did want to ask you about this because I saw you mention this uh, earlier in the week, and I feel like it's a story that's a little bit underreported because we really haven't gotten a clear yep. answer as to what's happening with Chase Young and the injury and them bringing him back and there was it felt like there was some hope that he could get back on the field for washington and now there's some you know skepticism maybe that's not going to happen what's actually going on with chase young and and the commanders
4: well his knee was um this is a much more serious injury than people realize um this was not just the acl um it was a number of different things that went wrong with the knee and Um, You know, I I know they felt like coming into the year, like, whatever they got from him this year was going to be a bonus. And when they put him back in the practice field, I think it was pretty clear to everybody that, like, he was not that close. You know, like, that that was going to take some time for him to get his legs underneath him. Now, I think it was Thanksgiving week, they felt like, okay, like, maybe he's got a breakthrough here. Um, But, you know, I I think the way that they're looking at this right now is they're contending, and for them it was worth the roster spot to see if they can get him going. And even if it doesn't work, like getting him on the practice field and getting him to feel more confident in the leg is worth that roster spot, even if he doesn't play in a game this year. And so I – I, I think they could have done a better job of messaging it, like, like, honestly. Like, I think that, to be fair to Chase, like, they could have done a better job of messaging this and saying, this is a catastrophic knee injury that he suffered, and it's not just a standard ACL, and it was always going to take time. And so, I think from the minute they activated him, they looked at it and they said, okay, like, we think that anything that we get from him this year is going to be a bonus, we're activating him because we're, we're going to give him a chance. Um, and we think that if he somehow turns the corner here in the next five, six weeks, then he could obviously do a lot for our football team. But for right now, you know, we're concerned with just getting his confidence back where it needs to be and getting him in a position to resume his football career at some point. And um, if they had messaged it a little bit better, if they had messaged it that way, then I think we would all be looking at it a little bit differently. But I, I I don't think that this is something they viewed as we're absolutely getting him back. And you know when when he comes back in December, he's going to go off, and you know it's going to take us to another level. They never looked at it that way. I think this is always sort of seen as whatever we get from him's a
0: bonus.
2: Ab, if he's a free agent, is it being handled this way? Like, because to me, looking at and I mean his his. Injury yeah. may be more severe than OBJ's, uh, and I don't know the complexities and the details, but if I'm looking at it at face value, they both tore an ACL, right? So yeah. it's kind of yeah. like if he's, you know, we're talking about giving Chase an entire season. Like he's, he hurt this. What, what, I mean, he heard it, it was what?
4: November, I think. I think it was around Thanksgiving a lot,
2: right. So it's been a while. It's been a really long time since he's had that injury. and they're still holding him back. and it, it, for me, it raises I'm obviously. I'm a fan of him since he was at Damatha. So I've been watching it very closely. Um it may it, it raises red flags of concern that it's taken this long. And then here we are. we're having debates about obj being able to play and he hasn't been injured for even what a full year it hasn't even right, been a full year right, right. and he's trying to get yeah. back onto a team and get back onto the field and november 14th of last year yeah i mean that's yeah. that's a long time that's a really yep. long time and it just it just like yeah. are they protecting the investment you know of of what they've yeah. put into chase I'm, young but if he's a free agent do you get these you know do you if I'm OBJ, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? I guess is is the question.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing is like these ACL. They're all they're all handled a little differently, and I will and I will say this to the credit of teams. Like I do think like teams are being a little bit more cautious. Like I think we got to the point there, Lavar, where like these were guys were routinely coming back in eight nine months, you know. And I for one reason or another, you're not seeing that as much anymore. I mean, if you look at it like Tre'Davious White with the Bills. I think he was at about a year, and OBJ is now at ten months, right? I think he's at ten months, or closing in on ten months. Chase Chase Young's over a year, so um, you know, a they're not all created equally, and B I do think for one reason or another teams are being more cautious with these, um, you know, and I think Odell's is a little different too because Odell had two in a row, yeah, you know, and Odell like the first one. Odell sort of hustled himself back from the first one, and I, like the first surgery wasn't perfect. That that's the thing is like when the Rams brought him in last year um, in November. I mean, I can remember talking to those guys, and it, like they felt like his knee was a ticking time bomb. Oh wow! Like they didn't think the first they didn't think the first surgery was handled correctly, and I I had somebody there say say to me. Like, if it had been August, if we had looked at that knee in August, we wouldn't have signed him. Oh, wow. Because we would have said he's not going to make it through the year. You know, but because it was November and because they were up front with him and they talked to him about it, they said, we can do this if you want, but, like, we're we're not sure you're going to make it through the year. And they barely got him to the finish line, right? And then the knee blows up on him three months later. And so, you know, like, I think, you know, that one – is interesting and a little bit different. And I think that that's why the the, the part of the Odell Beckham thing that's different, like with, with, with Chase, I think it's, you're right, it's protecting your investment. It's looking at and saying he doesn't look right. We're not going to put him out there until he does look right. Um, with Odell, it's it's a little bit more like we need to look and make sure that everything's right with this surgery because the last surgery didn't go well. And it's the same knee. And that's why, like, this whole free agent tour, like, everybody's making a big deal about Odell, like, checking out the weight room and going to the basketball game with guys and everything else. The reason he's going on this free agent tour is because everybody wants to look at the knee. You know, and the Giants and the Bills and and, and the Cowboys aren't going to go forward until they get an actual look at the knee. And so... You know, I, I don't I don't know if there's any real certainty with Beckham on what he's going to be able to bring to the table um, when he does get back out there. But clearly he wants to resume his career. And, um, you know, I think it's going to kind of come down to these teams' doctors. And I, I think you know this, LaVar, you've been in those rooms enough. Um, you know, like every doctor's going to see things a little bit differently. These team doctors' feelings on, on how the needs should be managed to get him through the season and and maybe get him in position to be a contributor in the playoffs.
3: Uh, last a couple of minutes to left with Albert Breer here on Fox Sports Radio. Is it just coincidence that John Robinson was fired a couple of days after the wide receiver he traded went off on the Tennessee Titans, AJ Brown, like he did? Is that just coincidence? Was this uh, was this yeah. brewing for a while, or what's happening there?
4: Well, well, Jonas, you know I don't believe in coincidence, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I, I honestly um, you know I I, I think that. There are a couple things here. I mean, what I had heard earlier in the week was this is a case of the owner believing that good isn't good enough. And, you know, they – remember, this owner fired Mike Malarkey after two years, and Malarkey went 9-7 and in both of those years. So this isn't unprecedented when it comes to the actions of Amy Adams Strunk, right? Didn't Malarkey
3: Malarkey win a playoff game, too?
4: Yeah, yep. Jeez. Yep, he did, and – And so, like, I think that's part of it is, like, can we level up? I think the other part of it is, I mean, look, like, I think it's two alphas. You know, John Robinson and Mike Rabel were both sort of alphas in that building. I don't think they agreed on everything. Um, And I think there was a feeling that the run that this group has between Derrick Henry and and Ryan Tannehill and Kevin Byard and Jeffrey Simmons is a little bit younger, but that group of players that Mike Vrabel's won with the last couple of years, the clock's ticking. And is this the right group to do the rebuild when the time comes to do the rebuild and go find a new quarterback and and go build around that quarterback and replace Derrick Henry and all those different things? And, um, you know, I think, you know, between – some of the clashing over personnel decisions, whether it was the Julio trade, the A.J. Brown trade, any of that stuff, Um, you know, and then the fact that they've been knocking on the door and they haven't quite got there, I think, you know, this is sort of, to me at least, an owner picking the coach over the GM and saying, I want to build around this coach, and I want this coach to be the one that's sort of captaining the rebuild rather than the GM.
3: He's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, and also uh, a late congratulations to you as well. The Buckeyes are on their way to the college football playoffs. So uh,
2: congratulations. Yeah,
4: are we going to get boat r- raced by Georgia
2: guys? So, who knows? I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, I got hey, a few guys out.
3: Hey, Georgia got smoked by Alabama and then came back and got their revenge last year. So maybe a little bit of a break. You're going to be more rested than Georgia. Who knows? Maybe this is uh, maybe, maybe you're set up in a good spot here. Be kind of fun. Yeah. A couple of big 10 teams. Yeah, maybe
4: we'll win by... maybe we'll lose by less than six and a half. Is that what you're saying?
3: I mean, listen, I mean, that is something that has been thrown out there. I mean, I figure if we get closer, we'll probably have a better understanding as to how confident you are and how many points they'd win by, or, or maybe even like how many points both teams would score between them in like, you know, the entire yeah. game or the first half. So there's a lot a lot we can look at. But uh, Albert, we appreciate it. Those numbers it as always. might already
4: be available. Yeah,
3: but I, I've heard they are, and those numbers have also uh, probably been adjusted a little bit by now. But who knows? I mean, we've, we've got time there. Uh, we appreciate it, Albert. Uh, always fun stuff, man. Thanks so much. And again, get them on Twitter at Albert Breer.
2: Alright, AB. Right, thank you, sir. Thank you.
3: It is two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio and fellas, it's time to start treating your groins like junk. Introducing the Gillette Intimate pubic hair trimmer. It's a gentle and easy shave from America's number one trusted men's grooming brand. Show your pubic region some respect with Gillette Intimate. It's the best a man can get. So coming up next, there's this story going around the world of football that a lot of people have had a lot to say about. And we may or may not have something to say about it. In particular, LeVar Arrington himself, I don't know, could be a little surprise for you. But we'll get into that for you right here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at oreillyauto.com/2pros. That's oreillyauto.com/2pros. The
0: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans and yet
3: All I done hooked you up with. <laughs> okay. No, you better
2: keep that <laughs> vest on. <laughs> uh, 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 baby, I'll be down there to get you. <laughs> Who's he talking to? He's yo. talking to your ass.
3: Oh, man, a movie that probably wasn't intended to be a comedy that turned into one. <laughs> Think about some of the, man- some of the uh, subject matter of that all right, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. By the way, coming up top of next hour, there's one team in the NFL that's going to find themselves in a really, really difficult spot. Really difficult spot. Very, very soon. You will get to see it here and play out all in front of your very eyes coming up later on. So we'll have that for you again. Uh, top of next hour. Before we get to uh, this next discussion here, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. So I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Dion Sanders, former teammate of yours, yep. LeVar Arrington, yep. he took a job at Colorado. It was that Jackson State? We hit on a little bit earlier. There's this report or this rumor out there that maybe uh, money was stolen from the football program that was supposed to go to other places that maybe wasn't gone. Didn't go to other places. That was part of the reason why he was open to leaving. And so there were a couple of schools that talked with Dion. He ends up at Colorado and uh, there's been some pretty strong opinions about Dion leaving. Uh, what do you mean strong opinions well just people saying Dion's a little bit of a sellout goes mm-hmm. to an all-black school promotes i want to do this for my people and then he leaves to take the job at colorado you know that that superstar job in which the team won one game last year so mm-hmm. apparently uh Deion's getting a lot of criticism from some places mm-hmm. and so uh just curious how that landed with you let,
2: let me ask you how many games did jackson state win before the the season before Dion got there, you remember? I don't remember exactly. You know why? Because you didn't care. <laughs> when, well, all, when? think I, about. It. Think when of, think no, no, no. Think about. It. Yeah. You didn't care because
3: Jackson State. When I think of Jackson
2: State, I think, oh, Walter Payton went there. Okay. In the seventies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How many people you think know Walter Payton went to Jackson State? Probably not a lot. <laughs> So that's that's. Let's start there, okay? Let's start there. For all those people that's calling him a sellout, you, you know, kick a kick a nice big boulder with no shoe on. Kick a nice size boulder with no, and I hope you break your toe, and I hope you rip a toenail off, and you need assistance with your toe, and and that they they would 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 uh, perform a. a a medical act on your toe. <laughs> Nobody cared nothing about Jackson State before Dion went there. Now, let's keep in mind in the coaching world, in the coaching world, this is a part of coaching culture. You use one school to get to another. That's just coaching culture. There should be no feeling. Towards a coach leaving one school to go to another school, that's that's first and foremost. Secondly, Dion went and 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 applied, wanted the Florida State job. If people recall, yeah, he wanted the Florida State job. They said he wasn't ready for it, like it was too big of a gig for him. So he went in a different direction to show that he could run. And build a college football program. There is a a whole lot of opportunities, a whole lot of options that Dion had in terms of where he could have coached at the next level, and he chose to go to Jackson State. Now we can pull up Dion's paycheck. Like let's let's pull up Dion's contract, and let's see. you, you know. It's probably so insignificant, it probably isn't even listed as public domain.
3: I think from one of the reports I saw, it might have been
2: a million, maybe, or maybe like three to five hundred grand a year. Okay. That man came into to a school and brought his fame, brought his resources, and and made a school relevant. he made a school relevant he delivered on a promise do you believe do you believe i believe let me tell you something wally triplet well, triplet wally came up with they came up with the we are slogan because they wouldn't play wally and they're like if you don't play him you're not we're not playing at all because we're all together. we're all a team. we are. He brought in, I believe, like, I believe. No, some people remember it. some people don't remember where we are came from, but you know what? we are is what we are to this day. We are Penn State. I believe, all right that's that's Jackson State. Just because Dion's leaving doesn't mean that I believe leaves. You take that and you run with it. And for anybody who has made Dion into this sellout and saying he's a sellout, man, you wrong for that. You wrong. It's just it's just dead wrong on so yeah. many levels. It's wrong.
3: God, God forbid uh, somebody you know, moves on and upward in life.
2: Listen to Up <laughs> On Game on Saturday because we're going to go hard on this one, just so y'all know. We're going to go in deeper on this one. Ha-ha! <laughs>